Welcome, welcome to, gosh, I think it's week 11 of us doing this. This is so exciting. I I could never imagine when I started this back in July how long this would go, but welcome already to week 11. I'm here today with my friend Kaylee I. Kaylee and I, Kaylee's one of my new friends. Um, Kaylee and I met last spring when she started working with us at the Volunteer Center of Lubbock. And um, I knew when I met Kaylee right away, I'm like, I like her. I told, I told our boss, I really like her. I'm going to enjoy working with her. And, and that has just, that has proven to be true. Um, so that's how I met Kaylee. Um, I am going to start out by introducing Kaylee by her character traits that she gave me. Um, Kaylee is a reader, a thinker, a conversationalist, a teacher, a writer, Talkative introvert. I love that. I love that because I have a few talkative introverts in my family and I used to think they were extroverts, but they're, they're talkative introverts. Um, She's confident. She's capable. She's productive. She's generally cheerful, creative, and a lover of nature. So that is how we are introducing Kaylee today. For more information on her, please see the show notes, the blog um, on the podcast website, embracinglayers.com or follow us on Instagram at Embracing Layers. So Kaylee, thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. Happy to be here. Great. Kaylee is a busy woman and um, you will want to see all that she's doing. So make sure you check out the sources and show notes um, following this episode because um, she's contributing in a lot of different spaces. And so that's why I'm excited to have this conversation with her because she definitely has some experience in these areas through her own lived experience and just choices she has to make about all the different roles that she's filling in her life. Um, so Kaylee, we're going to start out with how do you prioritize self-care in your life and what does that look like for you? Well, um, that's a great question. I would say for me, as far as prioritizing, I exercise for me is a big deal. Um, part of that is because I have, I often deal with insomnia and if I don't exercise, I don't sleep. So I exercise. Uh, That's a great (laughs) motivator. (laughs) So that it is a great motivator. And so I do really, it's a really high priority for me to get, to get exercise. So that's, and I, I think once I figured out how much that helped me, Mm. you know, um, I would say, I mean, so since my kids were little, you know, even when they were little, I, I put exercise pretty high up, um, So that's one of the ways that I prioritize self-care. And then I try to always have some time during the day that I can um, be by myself and try to spend time. Usually for me, it's spending time with God. And and it could be through just being quiet with God. It could be praying. It could be reading my Bible, you know, but um, anything like that. So I try both of those things are pretty high on my list of of self of, of what I would consider. That's kind of what I need to get yeah. 
through the day. And sometimes of course they get pushed to the side, you know, Mm -hmm. but, but I would say consistently, I keep those two things are real, really consistent in my life. So kind of your non-negotiables, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Workout one. (laughs) You're doing a lot of things. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, confidently setting boundaries. Now you are, like I said earlier, you are, you doing a lot of things. You do a lot, you have a whole life outside of the little moments we get you at the volunteer center of Lubbock with your two teenagers, with your speaking that you do in the ministry world as a leader in that space, you and your husband, um, you know, pastoring at Broadway church of Christ and all of the nonprofit and faith based work you do out of that. So boom, that's a lot. Um, So how do you, how do you set boundaries and make the decisions on where you're going to put your time? Um, That's another great question. You know, I think as time has gone on, some of that has evolved. So I I would say I first, I try to put my family, you know, my family first, Mm -hmm. um, usually, and that can be hard. You know, you can get so involved. Like even when I was staying home and not working, um, you, you can get so involved in volunteering and, and, and being mm-hmm. on different boards and committees that you're, you don't have a paid job, but you still don't see your children. You yeah. <laughs> so you have to kind of learn how, you know, what, for me, a lot of it is, um, is in trying and saying yes or no is, um, is this something that I really want to do? Because, because when you say yes to things, mm-hmm. you start getting asked to do almost everything. I mean, you sure. know, because you're the person who will say yes. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. So like, for example, for me, um, I do, this is just like a little example, but I do a lot of, I've done PTA stuff through the years. Mm-hmm. Now I will, I am on PTA with people who do so much more than I do, but I kind of have my, my, I'll be on one PTA board at a time. I cannot sure. do two to three. I think one year I did do two PTA boards, but other than that, I just do the one. And then with booster clubs with sports, then they have their own thing, but I choose on those to just be like someone who volunteers at the concession stand. And I don't, there's a lot of people who are willing to do the booster club roles, you know? And so I just, that one, I just, you just have to learn to say no. I mean, you know, it's like, and then um, with church stuff, Again, it's just deciding so a lot of it is time based and can't, you know, can I do this or can I not do this and trying not to feel obligated because of because of other people's expectations. And I think that is one of the things with with if when you're the spouse of someone on staff, Mm -hmm. you know, that's that was pretty hard when I when we first came here, I was 36 and, um, so learning how to navigate that has taken some yeah. time, you know, but, um, but just figuring out how do I, you know, what, what, what do I say no to, because I really can't do it or don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes I do things I don't want to do because they're the right thing to do, but sometimes there's, there's a lot of stuff that it doesn't really matter. You know, it's not really, yeah. if, if I do it or not, nothing's going to you know, it's not going to be a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then a lot with my kids being older now, there's times I just say, no, I can't, this is not a phase of life that I yeah. can do that. Yeah. And, and learning those when, when you transition out of one and into the other, because mm-hmm. I remember that space where I was just like, 
I got to a space when my kids were transitioning into junior high and high school. And just all of a sudden the time demands on their extracurriculars went through the roof. And I had to be like, I am giving half of me to everything right now. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. not working. And that's not how I want to operate. And, yes. and I, and I would feel safe in saying you're the same way too. And so, yeah, all right. It's, Definitely. it's time to move out of that season into mm-hmm. this new one. And that's just going to have to be okay. Yeah. Um, and you just think like, I only have so many years, you know, I have a senior, yeah. so I have one year left, you know? So like yeah. there's a committee that I've done a couple of summers that I was on, um, that this last summer, I just said, no, I can't, because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to spend tons of my summertime when I have, you know, in, one of my last summers to have both yeah. my kids at home to spend that much time yeah. working on on this you know so yeah. yeah time that you don't get back right right yeah yeah, yeah. and and I, you hit on one earlier too and I, I have several different friends throughout my years um that have worked in ministry or are in ministry mm-hmm. through our different travels and it's I, we talked about this um with um Stephanie Hunter a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago is you kind of live a fishbowl life. And so, you know, you're having to kind of navigate that as well. Um and you and Carl are very firm in how you believe and what you believe. And sometimes it's contrary to some of the audiences that you run into here. How do you set mm-hmm. boundaries there as just even a couple? Well, um, you know, I think for me, one thing that one thing about with us, I think, I guess that I I'll clarify first is just, I, I have a pretty big heart for ministry too, you know? So, and, mm-hmm. and I think, I mean, I was, I listened to Stephanie and she definitely does too, you know? And mm-hmm. so, and then, and I'm, I'm a pretty strong personality. Yeah. On my own. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And so Carl and I together, you know, can be, uh, we're, we're often a team, even kind of a force. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we're a force, but we're often a team and, and sometimes we are, I'm pretty independent. So like a lot of the things we do at church, we actually even do separately. Like I'll teach Sunday, I'll teach a class, um, and he'll be teaching a different class or we'll do, you know, we'll do some different things that way. And then, um, but then as far as how, how we navigate, I'm sorry, now I've talked so much. I can't remember. <laughs> well, just question. how you guys even navigate boundaries for yourself. Right. As a couple. Yeah. Yeah. I think as a couple, we just, we have to, sometimes it's hard to be honest because there's things yeah. that he might feel like we should do that. I don't feel like we yeah. should do, you know, and sometimes yeah. I feel like we should do something and he doesn't feel like we should do that. So a lot of it requires talking it out and deciding, you know, and compromising sometimes and figuring out what, um, what, what we're going to do. I would say we have, we both have, are pretty passionate about a few, uh, there's a few things we're both really passionate about. And so, so for example, one thing going on in Lubbock right now that we've been involved in, that's been really important to us is a, a movement with racial reconciliation. And we've been involved in some different conversations with that, with, church leaders that are across the city. And so a lot of times if it comes to that, then we're going to be involved in that, you know? And so we'll say yes, unless we have, which this happens right now, quite a bit. Sometimes there's something happening and we can't go because of something with our kids, or maybe one of us can't go, you know, we have to, we have to manage that. But, um, but, but I think sometimes that's how we draw our boundaries. It's like, this is something that we really feel called to. And then and then we have on other things, if it's not something we feel as called to, then we, we feel called to relationships. So if we can sure. go to someone's event, but there are times we have, 
we have so many events to try to yeah. go to and we try to do like the pop in, pop out you right. know, sometimes. And we love all the people, but sometimes you just, it's just a lot. It can be yeah. a lot of, a lot of events. COVID has slowed that down, obviously. Sure. So some of that is pre pre-COVID, but a lot of those events have all started going again. So yeah. Well, and even yeah. just making space for you two to just right. be a couple outside of all the stuff too. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it, that I think that's that's probably another challenge. Do you have a way that you deal with that? Um, do you have like you know, we're gonna go to coffee yeah. once a month or right. you know, whatever. Well, you know, we we are really um I th- we're really lucky in that we both are runners. So we run in the mornings mm-hmm. together. Nice. And so that gives us a good connection. Yeah. When we moved here, I had a knee injury and I really worked hard to get better, partly because that running time was so important to us and sure. having time to talk. Yeah. Right now we're running at like 6.15. So we're not quite as tough. <laughs> <laughs> we're waking up on the run together. <laughs> right. And then. We walk together almost every evening. We started that when we had our our little dog and he passed away, but we still try most nights. We still walk a little bit together. So we connect that way. And then when we were in Austin, we used to every Friday, we would have a Friday date during the day Mm because he's off on Fridays. Yeah. But um, in Lubbock, that kind of fell apart a little bit, partly because besides going to eat, I mean, we have some things here we like to do, like... (laughs) But Ellie and I are both <laughs> loving transplants, so we can talk about this more honestly. <laughs> no, I mean, we, I like, you know, we go out to eat, but it's, and, and there'll be days like we might do a bike ride or we sure. might do, uh, but, you know, in, in the Austin area, we had like a lot of different places we could go and like right. ride our bikes or go on hikes or whatever. And here we yeah. do have a few places, yes. but it's not the variety is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we still try to do something, something once a week that's outside of that. I would say yeah. phase of life has made it right now. Absolutely. Where it's a little harder, but, um, but I love but how like, you've identified the running and the walking. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. You can that's do a lot you, of time together. Yeah. yeah. And you've carved out yeah. that space. That's awesome. I love mm-hmm. that. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, taking care of our emotional health as much as our physical health. How do you navigate that? What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I mean, for me, the like the running or the, you know, all of that. And then because, because I'm getting older (laughs) and the knee injury, I have to stretch a lot too. So yeah, I I I try to do, yeah, cardio and flexibility every, every day, you know? Um, And then I'm a, I, yeah, I think it's so important. I mean, I, I tend to be a pretty healthy eater most of the time. And I think it makes a huge difference on how you eat and, and getting exercise, it all affects my emotional, my, I mean, the physical affects my emotional for sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Partly because if I'm not sleeping, right. I'm in a pretty bad, it's, all, it's, it's all, it's all downhill <laughs> yeah. from there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. But also when you're, you know, like if you don't eat well and your stomach hurt, I mean, none of that yeah. is fun. So no, it's um, all connected. It, it is. And even how you feed your how you feed your body, how you feed your mind. You talked about, you know, earlier in talking about how you had your quiet time and you're right. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's all connected. And I think that we, we are hearing more acceptance about that over the last 10 to 15 years, but there's Mm -hmm. been so many years where I think people treated them as two separate entities. It's like, right. Yeah. Yeah. These all matter. All all have an effect on each other. All right. right. Um, 
how can we, and I think you do a great job of this because um, you are just very confidently, firmly planted in your faith and how it plays out in your life. I, I just observing you, you do a really good job in, in watching you of living out the things that the Bible talks about being a good neighbor and loving people the way you want to be loved. And that feeds into your, you talked about earlier, how you're kind of your own strong, confident self. Um, how can we support ourselves and other women in living? I call it unapologetically. Mm-hmm. Um, women are notorious for saying sorry for things that they have no responsibility for. Um, and and you I, you, I feel like you model that really well. So talk about that. Well, thank you. Um, you know, I think helping all of us uh, really be, who, I, you've talked about, I've heard you talk about this on your podcast, but be who we're created to be. Yeah. And we don't have to be just like everyone else. You know, I think yeah. that's one of the, um, it's just one of the biggest lies of our culture that we all need to be just like everyone else or that we need to fit this certain model. And that model changes a little bit, maybe city to city and state to state, you know, what kind of what culture you find yourself in. But um, I think for me, moving here, coming from Austin, you know, at first um, I I was, I was trying to figure out like, who am I supposed to be in love? And it took like a year yeah. to kind of say, I can, I can just be myself. You know, like right. I don't have to be this picture perfect, like preacher's wife. I yes. don't have to dress exact. You know, I can still dress the way I like to dress. I can, which is pretty casual. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say overall, I mean, Austin was a good fit for me as mm-hmm. far as just kind of way of life. And, mm-hmm. and here, but I found that, I found that being myself here, I, was was great and people weren't like oh I can't believe you're not dressed up you know (laughs) (laughs) and so um and I think helping other women do that too you know you don't and especially um especially our younger you know I guess I think of our younger women just it just be who 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 God created you to be you know and you don't have to you don't have to fit a mold that is that that's been put in front of us, you know, as, as the mold you're supposed to be, whether that's like something that maybe you're, you know, that's created by, I I, I think it's all culture, culturally created, like an idea of like, a I want to put air quotes around it, but like this idea within certain circles, maybe of what a Christian woman looks like, you know, Mm -hmm. which I think a Christian woman looks like someone who loves God and loves people uh, and, um, is connected to God. And outside of that, you can be whoever you want. I mean, you know, yeah, like, right. be, be filled with the fruits of the spirit, all of yeah. them, you know, yeah. and, um, and then be who God created. It doesn't mean you have to be quiet or demure or this or that, you know, mm-hmm. we can, we can all be the women in the Bible are very diverse, you know, yes. not, and have their strong voice and they're very strong. Yeah. Yes. When you read about women in the Bible, they're yeah. very, very strong. And so yeah. how we got this idea that yeah. you have to live in like, yeah, to live in this quiet space and say, you're sorry. And that doesn't mean if you're naturally quiet, be naturally quiet. That's sure. great. Don't apologize <laughs> for that either. <laughs> That's right. There are really quiet people and they're wonderful, you yeah. know? So yeah. I think that 
yeah, to, I think accepting that God creates us all so differently mm-hmm. and we can be different. We don't have to there. Yeah. I, I don't like a lot of this is maybe off topic, but a lot of things that you'll read where it makes it sound like everyone has to fit Yes. A mold as a person, or even like with parenting, that if to yes. be a good parent, do A, B, C, D, E, and then that'll all equal the perfect child. I'm like, no. Because uh, no. <laughs> those kids, kids are all made differently too. No, that's right. That's yeah. right. So the world is so much more complex and that's what brings yeah. beauty to it. Yes. So. Yes. Well, and I think that you, that's, and I will say it. I mean, there are definitely people in this world that have a specific idea of what people in ministry should look like and what they mm-hmm. should or should not espouse. And that's just, no, there's not a box. Yeah. Quit trying to put me in it, you know, and, and mm-hmm. because that's, that's not from God. I, yeah. I, you know, yeah. I just, right. Right. Not from God. Right. Yes. Yes. So yeah, I love we, it. We, I love that you do that. I just, well, thank you. Did that, and <laughs> I saw that with one of my favorite things about you from day one. All right. Um, the importance of setting and coming back to your why and everything you do. And I think we kind of touched on this earlier, but I think this mm-hmm. has to be important for you because again, I mean, you are doing so many things. I mean, you're off speaking in these places all over the country and, and navigating time with your kids and all of those different committees, like you talked about earlier and just, and just your responsibilities here at Broadway and the job. So, so how, so what, talk, talk about your why and and how you navigate that? Well, I think for my why, I think it it all stems out of my faith. And mm-hmm. then, um, but from there, I mean, there's obviously for a lot of people, that's what their why is, you know, and sure. yet we're still called, we can still be called to really different things. So, sure. um, you know, I think the way that I, I've been thinking of it more lately, there's, I've done, um, quite a, a decent amount of work with the Enneagram and mm. Suzanne Stabil talks, she's written quite a bit about it and has a podcast and she talks about um, what is mine to do, you mm. know? And so, mm. so that's something that I think of sometimes, you know, is what, what is mine to do? Is this mine to do or is this not mine to do? Yeah. And so, um, so when I think of the why question, that's probably kind yeah. of the phrasing that I use for it. And um And some of it is, am I someone who is needed in this space or am I not really needed? You know, like if I'm needed, then I'm happy to fill that space. But if there's like a million people who want to do this, then I don't, you know, (laughs) I got a lot of other things to do. Yeah. (laughs) So sometimes that's how I, how I figure out, you know, like that's sometimes that's my why is there's so many good things to do. You know, another thing that I've really, that I've been thinking about lately is I think that I have always, um, I've always been someone, and I mean, from a pretty young age that I see different problems and want to help be a part of helping fix them. Or I want to, at least maybe the better way to phrase that is I want to think about how to fix them. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I mean, I found something that I'd written like in the third grade that had to do with like how to help poverty, you know? So it's been yeah. something that, I mean, it's just it's something, fun. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I know. But, um, but I, as of course, the older you get, the more you realize these, again, these problems are so complex. Yeah. There's no uh, easy solution to, yeah. to any of it. And so, um, 
when an opportunity opens for me to kind of walk in to do something in my community to help with something. And it can be very small. For example, like Habitat just did their blitz build, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so at our church, we really, um, we pushed it. We, uh, we raised some money for it. We did those things. And I, I went and volunteered just a little bit. I couldn't volunteer the whole, you know, like sure. my life. And, and really, I wouldn't be that much of a help to volunteer for 10 days. <laughs> Me either. I, I'm with you. <laughs> But, but I, I went up and helped, tried to help recruit people and, you know, and went up and did some time there. And it's just like one of a small thing that I can do mm-hmm. to help with a, a really big issue. And if yeah. everybody would take, like, look for opportunities in, that are around you, mm-hmm. we get so worked up thinking about national problems, yeah. but then we forget about our own community. And if we yeah. all worked in our own communities, it could be we could really help solve, you know, would help yeah. solve a lot of, a lot of different issues. So that's, I would say that's another one of, um, of my whys is, will this help, you yeah. know, will this be helpful to someone? And, and that's a big question because sometimes uh-huh. we do things that are not helpful. Yeah. So I really always want to be intentional. And I, and there are times that people put together things that it's not yeah. helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, no matter so the intention. I, yeah. 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 And yeah. yeah. So I try to think about, will this be something that's helpful and help? Yeah. You know, well, and I like what you said earlier too, because I think for someone in your position, uh, there are times and, to, and correct me if I'm wrong, cause I don't want to impose this on you, mm-hmm. but I think there's probably times you get asked to do things because we're like, well, we need to ask Kaylee because she's, you know, there, she and her husband are on staff at Broadway and, and we need to include mm-hmm. them and we don't want to leave them out. So so I think yeah. having your why in place even more important there so you can kind of help them. <laughs> like, yeah. it's all right, I'm good. Right. I don't, I don't yeah. need to be at this thing. I yeah. appreciate it, but thanks. Thanks, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think pre-COVID, that was probably more of a, you know, more yeah. of a thing. Since COVID, a lot of the big events, right. have, there haven't been as many, you know? Yeah. So that was an interesting, Yeah, that, that shutdown was, for us was like, Oh, like a chance to breathe yeah. in some way. Talk about that. You feel, you feel bad. That. Has that has that reshaped as you as we're coming back out? Has that reshaped your why or how you approach these things? Did you have any kind of epiphanies during that time, or was it just a good time to take a breath and take a rest? Um, I think I I think a lot of it was probably taking a rest, but also I think it did help me kind of narrow down. Um narrow down some, like, these are things that I'm really committed to. Mm -hmm. And then these other things I will do if I can, you know, so I don't know if that makes sense, but you kind of have like a tier level of these, these are things I'm, I'm committed to. And and I think I have for me some, some non-negotiables on like, this is what I'm committed to. And if, if people around me, if, if there's opposition to that, then mm-hmm. that's okay, but I'm still committed to it. Sure. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to back away from um, things I'm really committed to. Um, even if it doesn't fit other people's perceptions yeah. of who I should be or what I should do, you know, Which is a perfect segue <laughs> into our next talking point, growing out of your own expectations versus others. I think mm-hmm. you do that pretty well. Um, so, so yeah, so talk about establishing that, um, and in your journey in that, because I think that that's something we all kind of have to journey in as we're navigating yeah. spaces. I think you're right. I think, 
you know, well, one thing about me is I have pretty high expectations for myself. And so that's, that's something I've had to learn to manage. Um, Mm -hmm. because I have to learn to tell myself like you, you cannot do everything. (laughs) And I don't even, I, that I'm not talking about going to everything. I just mean like, you know, all your finger and everything, right? Yeah. I have my finger and everything have my house, just the way I want it to be my yard, just the way I want it to be my time with my kids. Just, I mean, there's literally not enough time in the day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I have to just let go of some things. And then, um, then I think too, the learning to manage my own expectations versus others that has been, I would say that's been a growth growing point for me because well, when I, 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 it's so hard, there's things it's hard for me to remember now because it feels so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I used to, I'm trying to think of if, I, I feel like when it came to ministry, probably when we were in Austin, my husband was a campus minister. Mm. And I don't know that I really felt a lot of expectations on me personally. You know, okay. I probably did some like with our, college students, but I had a heart for ministry. So I wanted to be in pretty sure. involved, you know, and I loved co- being with college students. So yeah. it wasn't really anything. I don't remember feeling the weight of a lot of expectation, but definitely as we grew older and then moved into like a different role here, yeah, um, those expectations increase, but I think there's the older I've gotten and the more confident, I guess, that yeah. I've gotten in just deciding this is, this is who I am. And then still trying for me, sometimes it's managing that and then thinking about trying to see things from other people's perspectives. Um, sure. Cause sometimes it's like maybe an idea I have about something is very different than an idea somebody else has about something mm-hmm. and they may expect me to have their idea. Yeah. I don't, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I have to, um, try to meet those moments with grace, you know, the way that I would want to be met and, um, and just try to be graceful, graceful in that. I guess. I think we're getting a lot of opportunities to practice that very thing, especially the last couple of years. Um, Mm -hmm. and doing it in a way that is both, this is where I'm at, but honoring and respectful and that doesn't make that person, the enemy. Right. They are not their idea or their belief. That's right. They are just, and I struggle with this. I I mean, you know, just remembering God made us all. (laughs) Right, right, right. Um, And we all change. I mean, that's one of the things for me because, you know, like I, I had, I mean, I have thoughts now I never even thought about five years ago, you know, I mean, (laughs) that I didn't, and which is embarrassing now, but it's, you know, things that were just not even in my awareness. And then I have things that I thought about the way things should be 20 years ago that I now think very differently. So I try to remember that um, when I'm talking, you know, Right. Listening and talking, just that we all change, we all evolve, yeah. and and who, what I think now may be different in five to ten years, and that's hard because it's not hard to think that, but it is hard sometimes because I can feel so convicted about something, sure, and I don't want to, um, I don't want to feel like I'm backing down, but I also have to recognize with humility that there is a possibility I'm not right about everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I think and, that's absolutely so, mean. I I a hundred percent relate to this because 
you know, ten, I talked about in other episodes 10 years ago, I was a very different thinker, believer, voter than I am now. If you would have told me 10 years ago that I would be this in this space now, I would would have fought you on that. I'm not, <laughs> and, so, and I think I have learned more in the last probably five to seven years than I've learned in my whole entire life because I came to, I really came to an, a point in an understanding that we're always evolving, we're always changing and to keep being a learner and mm-hmm. to hold these things loosely, be committed. I mean, there are things that I'm absolutely committed to that I don't waver from. Right. But, but there's a lot of things out of that that have changed because I've just learned. I've been in different environments. I've met different people. I've had different experiences or saw different experiences and it changed the way I think. So I mm-hmm. think what you're saying is is so true. And and just holding that loosely and in terms of humility and and just the understanding that you're going to if you're willing. Cuz I know mm-hmm. people that haven't moved one iota because they're just unwilling. Right. To they they either have stayed in the same space and haven't moved and and are kind of unwilling to. And mm-hmm. and I and that just hasn't been how, you know, we have functioned in our family. So I think you bring up some really good points there too. But again, going back to that whole idea of of remembering that. So when you're dealing with people that have different views than you, it's like, oh, ding, ding, ding. You were, you might've been with that person <laughs> right. five right. years ago. Yeah. So how would yeah. you want to have been dealt with? And that's still something I am, I am getting a grasp on. <laughs> <laughs> Learning, growing. Oh my gosh. All right. Accepting, speaking of all the learning and growing, accepting the layered aspects of ourselves. And what I mean by that is we tend to want to really highlight, I call them those Instagram moments, those things that people kind of see on the surface. And we don't really want to talk about the difficult, challenging, not so great things, but they're all part of making us who we are. And I'm in the middle of a journey right now where I'm really unpacking that and really mm-hmm. taking the lids off of and un- uncovering some things and, and and just realizing it's all part of what's made me who I am. Talk about that journey for you. Oh, that's a good, yeah, that's a good question. Just embracing those different, different layers of ourselves. Um, yeah, I think it's all it's, it's also important. I mean, for me, you know, I, I think, you know, I said, I'm a talkative introvert, you know? So, so like there's a couple, I mean, I have, I'm probably right on the line of like introverted, extroverted, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, I have that layer to me that really wants to be by myself or just with a very small group. And I can, I could easily get to a place where that is all that I want, you know, that's all that I want. But then, um, because of life in general, I have to get out of that and go into other spaces where then I just love it, you know, and I'm with people and I love being with people. And so I think of that almost like if I, if I cut myself off and I only did the one, I would never experience the other, you know, and, and they're both really, really meaningful to me. Um, and, and so that's one of the, that's one of the layers Mm -hmm. thing that I think of. Um, I'm trying to think of how, cause 
can you tell me and define again, like with the different layers? Well, I mean, what? we have, I mean, I think we all have some parts of our lives that we mm-hmm. either made decisions or we're in seasons that we could take, wish we could take back, do differently, not talk about maybe we're, right. you know, ashamed of, or wish hadn't happened, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And we tend to want to sweep those under the rug instead of be like, you know, that, right. that was part of my journey. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, yes. and, and sweeping that right. under the rug and not processing and, and integrating that into me doesn't actually service me well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think learning from all those. And then for me, just also to say, to, to just give it, give it to recognize it for what it is and to give it to God and say, um, you know, would you, just continue to shape me into yeah. who into who you want me to be yeah. um, and accept his grace for those moments, you yeah. know, and to know that he, um, I mean, I, I just have this a strong belief that we're all made in the image of God. Every single person in this mm-hmm. world is made in the image of God and he has such a deep love for us. And so even when we mess up, I think he holds us in those times, yeah. you know? And so, um, so just for me, some of it may just be accepting God's love yeah. in the midst of recognizing that I messed up, yeah. you know, that I did something that I wish I hadn't done, yeah. but that he, he still loves me as much then as he did any other time, you yeah. know, and well, I think giving ourselves, I think yeah, we have yeah, a harder time right. giving ourselves. And if we can't forgive mm-hmm. ourselves and we can't accept forgiveness from anybody else. Right, right. Yeah. And, and, and then we can't really forgive others and we can't, you know, until we are able to accept that in ourselves, it's really hard to offer it to other people. Yeah. So kind of like you were talking about with grace towards others, you know, like we are, like we were just talking about and just accept, you know, accepting people being at different points. And it's the same thing with us. And it's the same thing with our children and with our spouses, you know, we have to be able to accept that we are still, um, people who are beloved and, um, and forgiven. And before we can really offer that to somebody else, you know, absolutely. (laughs) That's a great point. um, Yeah. To be able to love, love them when they're, we all have to be loved when we're at our worst. Well, yeah. And accepting (laughs) their layers too. I mean, I think, you know, and you can't accept other people's layers until you can accept your own layers. I don't, yeah, not really, not really authentically. Right. That's a great point. Yes. Okay. What are some practices? And we've kind of talked about this, but this will, and it's going to kind of, I think, bring all those things together, but what are some practices you use to process your emotions in a healthy way? Because I mean, I think that's got to be tricky. I mean, you could probably, I'm guessing with all the roles you have, you could probably be put in some kind of tricky situations with that sometimes. Well, it's funny that you say that because my Enneagram work, um, I, I have, what I've learned about myself is that I am someone who has a hard time processing emotions. Lesson <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> one. I know. Right? I mean, my, my number on the Enneagram is one that is, that does have a hard, like stuff's kind of stuff's emotions, you know, so, or, cause yeah. I don't have time for it. Yeah. And so I've had to learn even just like to name feelings and to, um, mm you know, to, to do all of that, because I, I am the kind of the stereotypical female is someone who always wants to talk about their feelings and always wants to do. And I want to talk about ideas and actions that I don't necessarily talk about feelings, you know, so, <laughs> um, so learning how to, first of all, I've learned to like, 
name emotions. Yeah. That's a great <laughs> practice though. Yeah. To say like, what am I feeling right now? And sometimes that's a hard question for me. What am I feeling? Yeah. I don't know what I'm feeling. I'm feeling stressed. You know, that's often, yeah. I think for me, that's the the emotion that, and I don't even know if that's an emotion, but that's what I'll like feel the yeah. Well, I think you can start with that and you're like, okay, I feel stressed. right. Okay, what's causing me to feel stressed. Yes. And then it, it kind of breaks down from there, but you, you yes. know, we've, I've talked about, my daughters have talked about that a lot. Um, cause they've all done any Enneagram stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I have a love hate relationship with the Enneagram, but, um, but they have, you know, and they, and they, I mean, a lot of their friends have, so they'll like name yeah. their friends as numbers. Like, yeah, they're right. an eight. Yeah. They're a two. Yeah. yeah they're a three. And so they, right. and, but, but that knowledge about them really helps them. And sometimes in knowing how to communicate with them or knowing mm-hmm. how they're going to re guessing or having an idea how they're going to respond in a situation. And one of the things that they've all talked about is from that is naming their emotions and, and calling them to, so yeah. that they can actually process them and get into the nitty gritty. So I think that's a really important, powerful thing because we, we don't, you know, this podcast is called the fuel podcast, right? But we really don't want to take the time to stop and feel because somewhere yeah. along the way we decided feeling our emotions was weak versus mm-hmm. actually it's strong because right about processing them and feeling them and navigating them and calling them out. Mm-hmm. We can't be our best holist health. I know holist. Is that a word? Healthiest <laughs> self. Right. Um, right. And it so, hurts us a lot in relationships. If we yeah. can't feel, you know, if we can't allow ourselves to feel and then to, and to know what we're feeling, because then we just, um, just kind of our, our behavior may change and no one knows why, yeah. <laughs> including us sometimes, you right. know? So I think that, that feel that like being able to think about, I feel sad. Why do I feel sad? You know, and, mm-hmm. and really kind of think through what, what is it that's bringing this emotion right now, you know, and what's making me feel this way. I think for me, it's hardest when it's negative emotions, you know, it's easy mm-hmm. to think about why, um, why you're, I, why I have positive emotions and processing that, but having more negative emotions and trying to, and, and I shouldn't even say negative, but just having a sadder, yeah. less happy emotion. Yeah, no, that's a really good point though, because yeah. I, I think you brought up a good point there. We, the culture, we've decided that anything that's not happy or joyful is negative. Right. Instead of just like, that's just emotions that we were created with that have a purpose. They're letting us know that something has affected us in a certain way and needs to be walked through process, navigated. And the only Mm -hmm. thing that's really negative is if we don't actually take the time to do that. Right. But the culture has told us, Mm -hmm. and I think that's where we've gotten, we get a lot of caustic positivity. And I would say that I think, Christians are really guilty of this. Um, yeah. And, and like, no, we need to own it all. It needs to actually feel safe to own it all. It needs right. to feel safe because otherwise people just end up putting on shows because it doesn't right. feel safe and it doesn't yeah. feel yes. like a place you can truly yes. be authentic and vulnerable. Right. And just say, yeah, I have times you say, I'm not really doing great today, you know, because there's yeah. the, the yeah. like, how are, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Yeah. You know? yes. and no, you're absolutely yeah. right. Like, you know, I mean, actually, that can be ha- kind of rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And just saying, and that's okay. okay. And that's yeah. okay. Don't right. Feel, don't, I'm not, you know, don't, you don't need to feel bad for me about that. That's just where, that's just where we are. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
we're so used to the whole, the whole like greeting of how are you good? How are you good? Yeah. Um, that if somebody says like, just says, okay, I'm okay. That seems like the, oh, what's the matter? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And maybe it's as simple as I got five hours of sleep last night. Right. A lot of time. (laughs) Yes, I know. I've got, yes. Or I've got more going on than I know how to deal with, you know? So yeah. Good points. Yes. Very good points. Okay. Um, so then, and this is kind of segues into how do you live out, feel finding empowerment, embracing layers? How do you walk that out in your life? And this is kind of a summary of all that we've talked about really, I think. Yeah. Um, I would say, I mean, I think for me, it's really grounded in that and in time with God, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, for me, one practice that I really try to do, but I definitely fall away from it sometimes is the practice of silence and solitude. So it's trying to be with God in a silent where, where I'm not being productive and, you know, sometimes like prayer or even reading the Bible, both of those things can feel productive and and they're really great. And I, and those things come more naturally to me than just being silent. But I think, um, trying to be silent and alone with God, um, has been, is, is something that has been really meaningful to me over, especially the last, I'd say like seven, eight years. Um, and, and allowing, I think it's in those spaces that I am able to give myself for who I am, you know, for all Mm -hmm. the, and, and also to, to give myself over to God, but also to accept that he loves me without all the productiveness, you know, like that I'm loved without all of that. I think, um, for, for me as someone who is a doer, I am someone who, and I, and I am pretty achievement oriented, which maybe people wouldn't recognize if if I have a resume, it doesn't maybe look very achievement oriented, but I am, (laughs) I am pretty, you know, I, I have different goals that maybe I've set or different things I do. And, um, And so, and I've always, I've been that way for a very long time. And so to be able to accept that without any of that, I am still a worthy person, you know, and, um, and that's been really important to me. And I think, you know, it helps me that definitely in my own, in my own house. I mean, I feel like I'm loved for who I am and not for what I do. Mm -hmm. I can. um, And so all of those, those things help. But I think that practice of of silence and solitude has been really good for me in, in, in that, because, um, yeah, just well, I'm really thinking. resting in God's presence. Right. Right. Know? Yeah. And just like, because rest, it, it's part of the deal. Mm-hmm. God took a full day. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's and right. God's day is not a 24 hour day. So God, took, That's right. you know, and yes. you rest. I mean, it's one yes. of yes. staples. Mm-hmm. Um, that Christianity is built on, but yet it's gets really right. not. I don't think lifted up the way it's right. Should. I'm sure, you talk about it more, but yeah, that rest piece is vital because if we're not yeah. rested, especially with mm-hmm. all the different directions you're running, we cannot. And getting that time just to fill up, right, right, we have nothing yeah, to give from. That's right. Otherwise, we're just running on emptiness, and yeah. I think that's also when. Um, when we let other voices tell us who we, you know, who we're supposed to be and we, um, 
we let just just whatever's the loudest voice speak into what's the most important thing rather than having that time of quiet and centering. And I know that looks different for different people, but if we don't have some time of being of center of being centered, you know, and for me, that's spending time with God, but just that learning how to be centered. So we're not so that we can know our why, you know, I mean, otherwise, the loudest voices catch our attention and that becomes our why when it's not really our why it's just what we're being told we're supposed to care about you know absolutely and so and again God gives I think he gives all of us different things to care about I mean a a huge thing for me is justice you know Mm -hmm. but you can look at so many things in our world that are unjust you know and um And different people are called to maybe work on different parts of that. You know, we can't all work on every single part of it. We can care about all of it, but we can't time-wise, we just can't dedicate ourselves to every single little thing, but we can, um, you know, I think, I think when we spend that time being centered, then God can show us what's our role to play in this and where where do we go what's what's right around me that's mine to do yeah you know so and many not times to we do. want it and not to do yeah so yeah. many well so many times we want to go chasing after something that's really hard mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like, yeah I mean it's hard to find it's hard to do and there could be like something it could be something like just down the street that's mm-hmm. very simple that's ours mm-hmm. to do that's not hard that falls very naturally within our gifts within our yeah. circles you know and so yeah. just keeping our eyes open to those things yeah um well, and, and not and I think worrying that about time helps us yes absolutely because I think sometimes we worry about big impacts versus mm-hmm. small impacts and mm-hmm. I think we have to get rid of that idea and like they're just their impacts and wherever yes. it is that you are designed called to feel a passion for to make, you know, to be that impact, because if we try and do, see the other thing about it too, is if we're taking up space, that's not ours to take up, we're not allowing space for that person that maybe it is theirs. That's right. That's right. Yeah. To take yes. up. And so, and then they're better suited for, and that the new, the needle actually moves more mm-hmm. because right. they're actually in the space that they're supposed to be. In. Yes. Yes. I think it's yeah. Really I think important. about when you, I mean, I was on a, this is the type of thing probably that you're talking about earlier when you get asked to be in certain spaces just because of the role, you know? So I was yeah. on a board um, pretty soon after I'd come here and wisely uh, uh, the preacher from our previous city had said, do not say yes to anything until you've been there a year. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, that was wise. My unwise response was to ignore that. <laughs> 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 and so, uh, but there was a board that I was on and it, it wasn't a, a very good fit and for, di- for just different reasons, it was a great board. It just yeah. my time of life and what they needed, you know, it just didn't match up. And I, um, and I stepped off and the, the people that stepped on that, that ministry nonprofit just took off, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it was one of those things where I was like, well, I'm glad that yeah, I, you know, like me stepping off and these new people coming on. I mean, I, that wasn't the only thing, but those people were way more equipped yeah. to help this, this go forward. That was not mine to do. You know, sure. it wasn't, uh, it wasn't something. And that, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, that's I, right. And that's yeah. okay. And it's yeah. great that they were so successful Yeah, after I was on it, you know, like yeah. that's good too. I mean, it's absolutely, you know, so yeah. 
All right. Um, okay, we are down to our rapid fire. Name five activities that nourish you. All right. Well, I um, I've talked about this a lot, but time with God. I think um, being outside. So for me, mm-hmm. any I I love gardening. I I just I love to be outside. So running outside, walking outside, anything outside. I love to do unless mm-hmm. it's really windy and there's a dust storm. And then I don't <laughs> in Lubbock. In Lubbock. I love it. That's a regular problem in the spring. <laughs> That's right. But right now it's really nice. It's nice to yes. be outside. That's right. Um, I, time with my, my family, especially like around meals. I really love that. Just talking around the table is one of my favorite, one of my favorite things. Um, reading a good book. I really, I love to read a good book. So that's, something that nourishes me and then um time time with good friends so again often centered around food probably, yes. you know? yeah that's just, very texas and of you yeah <laughs> <laughs> very texas of me yes but also yeah or or going on a walk or something like that you know so yeah. that's nourishing to me yeah. also all right and five words on how you want to feel the next six months I know. Well, that was a, that's, that's a harder one for me. How do I want to feel? I was, <laughs> Going back to a few minutes ago. I know, that's right. right. I think about feelings. Um, I was thinking, so I want to feel content. That's something I'm, that can be hard yeah. sometimes to feel content. So I want to feel content. I want to feel peaceful. I want to feel uh, joyful. I want to feel, um, satisfied and I think that means just satisfied that that I'm doing the things that I should do and not and but not striving you know because striving is probably something that I am more likely to feel and I but that's not something I really am trying to not be someone who's who strives so much and who is more um more satisfied so yeah. I think that's four, but. Though, but I like that though. That's really, I like the striving piece because I think that one is really, that's a struggle for a lot of us. It's a, it's a struggle for me and kind of noticing that what's that difference and, and kind of yeah. working that out. I love that. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Yes. Today. Um, audience, you got, you're going to want to know all the things this woman is involved in and opportunities that you might get to hear from her. If you live in different parts of Texas or even the country. I think she's going to be in Austin sometime soon speaking mm-hmm. about something. So Austin friends pay attention, um, but go to the show notes um, and the resources on embracinglayers.com. And um, you can see also uh, the show notes are part of the podcast reel that goes out. So we're on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, all those places that you find your podcast. Um, and we thank you so much for joining us today, Kaylee. We appreciate your time. Yes. And thank you, audience, for joining us and have a great week. done.